Head to Macy's Backstage for finds you can't resist, deals you won't believe, and brands you love. And right now, new fall trends are arriving every week. So what's the season's big idea? Men's styles are not just for him anymore. Men's inspired looks for her are everywhere and we're all over it. Plus, we've got lots of red to add a pop of color to your look. You never know what you'll find, but you'll always find something. We're all about everything hot for fall. For info and locations, visit Macy'sBackstage.com.
plan trespassed against the mind of man. Today's date is Wednesday, September 2nd, 2015. It's me, Hugh Riley, here at that channel. And uh, we have a, a man today who's bringing uh, some very powerful truths um, that have affected all of us uh, from birth, that have been hidden from us. And the truth uh, is actually so huge uh, that it can actually provide solutions for us um, that will expose uh, a, f a foundational deceit and uh, that's prevented us from knowing what's really going on in the world. And um, more importantly, the solution uh, to, the, to a lot of the problems on a massive scale and uh, if we don't do uh, as our guest is going to suggest then uh, the future of man as a free and independent uh, is likely to come to an end and um, uh, Christopher Jay is joining us today and uh, he's going to walk us through the, the trespass that's been committed against us from birth and how it's compromised the consciousness of, uh, of man causing enormous wrong and harm. And Christopher, uh, great to have you here and I'm really looking forward to this. So Christopher, uh, take it away and uh, show us uh, how we've been wronged. Well, thank you again for uh, having me here today. It's, this is a very um, difficult subject. Um, to speak to a lot of people because it is so huge this truth and it is the solution for for all of mankind actually what's going on in this world and this was intentionally done to all of us at birth um, it's very very disturbing when you understand the full spectrum of it mm -hmm. the problem is that there is a lot of information that's out there today on the internet uh, there's a lot of great information people have done enormous amounts of research but the problem is there's also a lot of miscommunication and misinformation that's being spread and uh, I myself didn't plan on being in this particular situation when my journey began about 15 years ago uh, that led me to be here before you today I never mm -hmm. thought that uh, I would be in this position but um, what happened was is that when I came across this truth that was so huge that um, I couldn't look away from it and uh, the more I delve deeper into it, the more that I realize that um, my fellow man is in severe danger. And every day when we're turning on the television, um, people are not recognizing or understanding what is truly going on in this world. And this boils down to really one simple thing, and that is knowing who you are. And I know that might sound like a very simplistic approach to all of this, but the fact of the matter is, is that all of us, in this world, especially in the Western world, our consciousness has been corrupted since birth. And we don't know that. And when you bring this information forward, especially to the, the honorable men and women that have gone into law enforcement, and I've worked with them over the years as my uh, journeys have, uh, my travels experience have actually allowed me to, um, they're great people. Mm -hmm. And they themselves too do not understand this stuff because it is such a foundational truth that's been hidden. It turns your entire world upside down. Um, and the, the biggest problem is that when people get into this they start doing enormous amounts of research and they end up getting down very they go in all different types of patterns and they lose perspective of what is really the solution so that's why I've come forward at this particular time um, it's it has nothing to do with money to me it has to do with helping my fellow man wake up because once our man wakes up to what is really going on our world is going to change overnight so this first slide that we have here, Hugh, the hierarchy of the creation law of man, this is a, um, a diagram that I've put together that really explains simply um, 
who he who creates owns and controls and this is very important this is what we've lost as man uh, of understanding the power that we truly hold um, in our existence on this planet um, as you know our creator God created all men equal and somehow we've moved from that understanding to people that we elect to represent us in government are now somehow dictating to the masters uh, they've always been our servants so the common law is a very very powerful vehicle for your fellow man and it's something that in the legal world they are all trained and, and taught that common law is basically case law that's what that's which they rely upon mm -hmm. but common law is not that for man common law is based on the cultures uh, of the of the people and uh, and their history uh, the customs pardon me and what we have here is that we've lost that understanding and and government uh, was created to protect the property of man. Uh, that's a very important thing. That's why all governments were created to protect the property of man. And th these two key words in, in common law, one was used in the title, one is trespass and the other is property. And uh, as you see from this hierarchy that we have here, God created man and then man created government. And then government went and created public courthouses, judges, police, persons, which we'll get into, which is a legal fiction, the all caps name. Mm -hmm. uh, it's legalese, statutes, codes, acts, constitutions. All of these are policy. Okay, and a lot right. of people when they see this for the first time, they go, what do you mean they're policy? Well, Canada is a corporation. And this is where you need to understand that everything in this world is a corporation. Everything. The police are a corporation. Some judges incorporate themselves. Everything that you're dealing with through the courts is a corporation. So what they needed to do back in the day when the system was being put in place is they needed to create an entity in which the uh, gatekeepers, so to speak, would be able to control the masses. So they created persons. And that's why if you go just do a simple search on the Constitution or any of the acts or any of your highway traffic acts that we have, do a search for the word man, man or woman, and you will not find that. When they write the laws, they use the word persons. It's always person, it's yeah. always persons. Mm -hmm. And that is a fictional entity that was created from birth from your birth and uh, what we'll get into here shortly is you'll see the documentation that supports this at how the government has basically pulled a fast one on our parents when we were born mm -hmm. and against uh, every child because what has happened is, is that has led everyone to believe that the documentation we've been given from government is actually you as a man mm -hmm. and it is not it is a person I always refer to the the documentation like if you look at this uh, next slide here we talk about capacity man or a person now a person is a legal fiction whenever you walk into any of these courthouses that we have today these public venues these crown courts are all based on legalese legal legal refers to the person it does not refer to a man mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. the law society does not own man we are not property Mm -hmm. So you need this is where you start to understand this distinction, because what has happened is is that these courthouses that man has created that we all pay for the public, we've had a, a, a separate society that is private unto itself move into it and take them over as if it is their own building, and this is the law society. 
In their world, they deal in synonyms, which means there's multiple meanings for different words. Mm -hmm. And in true law, law is expressed, which means every word is exact to what it means. And that's why you keep it simple in common law. There's property and there's trespass. Property is anything that's exclusive to you. Your flesh and blood is your property. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not just real estate. It's not just your physical uh, items that you accumulate over years. Property is anything that is exclusive to you. And that is a very powerful word when you deal in common law, because unless there is a contract that is between you and another man, then ultimately there is, there is no standing that that other party would have against you if they're coming after you. For example, when you hear bills like Bill C-51 that get brought up, our country is all in an uproar about it, and that comes back to the foundational understanding that they do not know who they are within the relationship between as a man or a woman and the government, their servant. There's been a flip that's been done that everyone seems to think that whatever comes out of Ottawa is law, mm -hmm. and they call it law, just mm -hmm. like the Law Society calls themselves the Law Society, and yet they don't deal in law, they deal in legalese. And yet what they, as their own particular society, looks at, with all the terminology that they create, they define that within their society as law. And that's the, tw the twist on words. So when they're saying to you, well, this is the law, this is the law, this is the law. Yes, that's the law within your society. But that's not the law of man. Mm -hmm. And this is a separation. So when we get into this, this hierarchy, um, it becomes very, very powerful once you start to understand where you sit in this when you're actually walking into any of these courts or how you're carrying yourself in the world today. Can I just ask you about this? Uh, I got a question. Sure. Because... Uh, I mean, here, here we put God as the creator, therefore everything that God has created is something that God owns and controls, right? According to this diagram, right? My question is, for a person or a, a man or a woman who doesn't believe in God, an atheist, like, how do they make the argument? Well, they're, they're creator. They, all men is created equal. We all, slavery does not exist in this world today, so we're told. But in actual fact, we are all slaves to a system that is hidden from us. And this is what this is doing. It's uncovering um, what we have over the consciousness of man, which is ultimately keeping him down and from becoming all that we can be. And especially when it involves government. Uh, the government, I, I'm not, you know, someone who uh, uh, loathes government or, or I have a, uh, something against government. I think we need, obviously in this day and time in a world, we need government. We need some form of representation for a collective body of people mm -hmm. in a region known as yeah. geographically as Canada to be able to interact with the world. So there is a, we do require government to be here. The problem is, is that government has become so big and so pervasive it's, it's, it's trespassing it's, yeah. on the rights of its masters, which is we the people. Exactly. And we see that with Bill C-51, the yes. Patriot Act, yeah. with all this draconian legislation that's coming down that we seem to have no control over. Yep. So we so want to get to the solutions. Yeah. Right? So let's look at this next slide here, okay? The, the next slide that we have here, everyone's pretty familiar with this. And there's something that I want to draw attention to as we looked at the slide before with the person's, the all caps name. This is uh, my birth certificate, okay? Yeah. And all of us, this is one of the very founding documents as all of us get when we grow up, come into this world. Uh, you can see, well, I've blocked out a lot of the detail, but the most important part of this is that you can see that my name is in all capital letters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I did not create this. Remember the last slogan at the end of the, the slide before, he who creates owns. Right. Remember that. So who created this document? The government. 
Okay, uh-huh. they created this document. The part that's when we get into this a little bit, uh, it could be a whole other subject. But if you notice right at the bottom of this birth certificate, you see what it says here. It says Canadian banknote. Yeah. Right at the very bottom. Right. Now, what is that doing on a birth certificate? Uh-huh. Okay. If that's supposed to represent I as a man, why is that on my birth certificate? Because a banknote is worth money. It has a monetary value to it. Right. So what monetary value have they associated with this document? Right. So the wording is is, is very important. And Uh from what I've learned, the birth certificate, the certificate is no different than a certificate that you would get as a share in a corporation. Okay? Okay. So all of us in Canada were given a birth certificate, and all of us equally share in the resources that this country has and the profits, so to speak, right? We're all part owners uh, and stewards of this country. So what happens is is that the certificate, uh, being a, a, a Canadian banknote, when you look at that, that's a piece of plastic. That's not me. You see me in the studio here as a man of flesh and blood in front of you. Right. But that's a piece of plastic that the government's created at our birth, yet we've always been led to believe since we were born that this is who we are this all caps name and the all caps name really deals in commerce that's what that name really refers to and just uh, for the viewers out there you know every time we get something from the government or uh, our name is always in caps oh it's great it's great great that you brought that up because when we jump to this next slide here we've got there you have you know your birth certificate there's a driver's license handsome fellow on that there's a health Canada card and there's your there's a social insurance number yeah now if you look at the same similarities that's consistent with all of them is is that your name is put in all caps letters yeah okay that is not you and that's the most difficult part for people to understand in law okay this is a document if you can look at what I like to do is like to flip it I like to take the word government out of it and put say a gym (coughs) like a gym membership okay Mm -hmm. yeah and to be get to be a member of this gym or part of this gym this is the identification that that you're given and the gym has policy codes and rules in which you have to abide by Mm -hmm. when you're operating under or in that capacity in that gym and it's no difference than when you're under a license mm-hmm. you know a driver's license for those of you that might find this very difficult to understand a man does not require a driver's license right you're saying what do you mean you don't require a driver's license a man doesn't require one to go from point a to point b with his what's the word that comes up again is property mm. and if again if you go and look at the highway traffic act Every single code, every single policy that they're putting forward, every rule and regulation, it revolves around what? Persons. And that's the person that you're seeing there. That's a fictional entity that government uses to identify you within their system. Quick question. Okay, because when you're in the court and uh, who sets the definition of person versus who's setting the definition of man because if I look a person in the dictionary it may say it is also a natural man you know a flesh and blood person right right? so so how is that defined what's the definitive definition of that well this the definitive definition is is that a person is a man okay who has duties and obligations to a certain society okay but a man doesn't have duties and obligations to anyone he has one rule and that is to do no harm right to your fellow man that's the property or to the man physically or financially it's that simple and that's what common law is about okay if you've probably seen the show on television judge judy 
uh, that's common law being shown right there. You don't see, you see two people walk in and one person walks out victorious. Yeah. And that's how simple the court systems needs to be for man. When you have a claim that you wish to make, as you said, when you go to the court, how does this get established? Well, that's where the trick is occurring. Because if I stand up in front of you and I call out your name, Hugh Riley, and I've got a piece of paper in front of me and it's written in all capital letters, you're not going to distinguish between exactly. an all capital name right. or an upper and lower case name. Yeah. And this is part of the, the very disturbing problem that the bar is doing to its fellow man in all these courts when you walk in and they know this. Okay? The bar only has, judges only have jurisdiction over defendants, over persons, over the accused, right? Remember we talked about synonyms, all mm -hmm. these multiple names? Mm -hmm. But you go into any court and you ask the judge, do you have jurisdiction over man? And they don't. They don't have jurisdiction over man. That judge is actually your public servant in that courthouse. Okay. When you're there. Good. Okay? Yeah. So when Let's we jump continue. to this next slide here, we come back. Now this is the society in which is being created today for us. It's been around for a very long time, is that they want us to not recognize the Creator. They do not want us to recognize the power in which we hold in law, under common law, as a man. They want us to believe uh, that the government is the de facto uh, all ruler that makes the rules for the country and the people are simply to go along with it uh, through legislation and then if there's problems with whatever laws which they are calling laws which are not laws again they are policy for a corporation because Canada is registered on the stock exchange in New York people need to understand this Canada is not some although we wish it to be an organic country the fact of the matter is that is it a corporation the United States is a corporation Okay, so when you're dealing with a corporation, contract makes the law for a man, right? Uh, Tim Hortons couldn't show up at your door and say, Hugh, uh, we've uh, been, we'd like to know what your income was for the last year. And, uh, you know, you have these various codes and rules and regulations we think that you've, you've broken. Well, you're going to look to whoever that man is and that word's going to come up. Who are you, right? Well, if you believe that I owe a debt, right? provide the obligation. The obligation is the contract. Show me the contract in which I'm an honorable man. I'll pay any debt that I owe to my fellow man mm -hmm. that I've accrued. Mm -hmm. And this is where their system falls apart very, very quickly. Once you start to understand the power of these two words, trespass and property. So this diagram here is basically showing you this is the system that we have today. The banking cartel, it's been around for a very long time. Uh, their whole impression is is that they are above their fellow man and that this world is theirs mm -hmm. and it is demonstrated in this horrific trespass that's occurred against us since birth and uh, now so to show you what's happened is is what happened is, is we've had a capitalized you've been capitalized at birth and this is out of the, the gauge dictionary uh, from 1983 to take advantage of to use one's own advantage and if you look a little lower down, it says Black's Law Dictionary, 4th edition, 1968, provides a more comprehensive definition as follows. Capitus diminutu, diminutu. It's the meaning of the diminishing of status through the use of capitalization in Roman law. So when you're diminishing or an abridgment of a personality, it's a loss or curtailment of a man's status. So when they use the capitals, they're diminishing our status. That's right, right from the get-go. So what happened at birth? Right? When we mm -hmm. came into this world, we had uh, some very, very important knowledge that was, that was hidden from us. The knowledge that is hidden. Now, what I brought with me here today, I can hold up here. This is, a, this is another copy of, of, my, of my birth certificate, okay, which I brought a, a larger picture of it. 
Yeah. The problem is if you take your birth certificate and you flip it over, yeah. uh, my birth certificate uh, that, was, that came laminated uh, doesn't have anything on the back of it. But 99% of the other people out there in this country have something very important on the back of it. So this slide here is showing you the birth certificate, uh, short form as it's referred to, that I reapplied for a few years ago. And if you'll notice on the back of it, again, there's the name, the, the Christopher James in all cap letters. Yeah. Now what happened, they've, they've capitalized, that with capitalization occurred on your birth from the given name that you were given from your parents. That's your property, your name's your property. Okay, and an entity unbeknownst to you came along and grabbed that name and capitalized it. Thus diminishing our... Diminishing your capacity, making you a person within their society. See right. how that works? Within their system of rules. That's right. Now there's no contract that exists between you as a child mm -hmm. and any entity. You are not, you know, in order for a contract to be valid, there has to be a meeting of the minds. And there has to also be full disclosure. That's and full capacity of the people to do it. That's right. So none of that has ever occurred. Have you ever signed a, a contract where you've relinquished your rights of a man or you've chosen to be part of a society in which you would abide by their rules and I don't think you have. Certainly not knowingly. No, not right? knowingly. And informed is part of that contract. That's right. Right. So when you look on the back of this, this is when it gets pretty sick because that number that you see on the bottom slide there, that's actually a red number, is it called a CUSIT number. And you will see that on the back of every birth certificate here in this country. Now when you jump to the next slide, it says, what's a CUSIT number? Well, a CUSIT number stands for Committee of, on Uniform Securities Identification Procedures. The most important thing that I found of this is that it's owned by the American Bankers Association. Okay? Yeah. They own this system of CUSIP. So again, here we have a birth certificate and all our life we've been led to believe that this is who you are as a man. This is your identification. Right. And then we're finding out that this CUSIP number only refers to stuff that is bought and sold on the stock exchange. It's required for any financial instrument, be it a stock, a bond, or security. Okay. So we've heard rumors that we uh, are our, our stock of ours as people are traded on stock exchange and this is the this is the uh, smoking gut yes this the is the number the, on our birth certificate. that's right this is what's going on now a lot of this stuff is hidden and I don't like to go down to that road because a lot of people have come out there you know you've, you've and I want to make this disclosure right up front uh, you hear a lot about Freeman yeah. through the news you hear a lot about sovereignist you hear these words that the, the media is bringing a, uh, across to people to let them know that these people are dangerous or they're you know they're they're radicals and and they don't believe in government and they don't believe in uh, you know working for a living and all these other stories that they make up about it mm -hmm. I'm not a sovereignist I'm not a I'm not a freeman I'm a man simply that's I came into this world as a man and for the first time in my life it happened in February of 2012 I realized all my life I was not a man I was going through life living a lie I'd always thought that I was acting like a man but the fact of the matter is is that I didn't have a clue who I was and that comes back to this documentation no one has ever been shown this stuff you're not taught this in school which should happen mm -hmm. you're not taught to taught finances what all this relates to as well how a, how a corporation Canada is able to borrow money as we're gonna learn a little bit later on 
So when you go to this next slide here, this is something that's very important. This is a woman, Karen Hudas. She's a, a World Bank lawyer of over 20 years. Uh, I strongly suggest and hope that everyone looking at this slide will start to go and research Karen Hudas because to me she's like the JFK of, the, of, of our time. She has brought so much truth forward of the corruption that's going on with the World Bank, of the trillions of dollars that's being misappropriated, and that it's one big Ponzi scheme. She's blowing the lid on the central bank, and this is this cartel that we talk about. I think if I recall, she worked as a lawyer at the World Bank. Yes. She found these irregularities, yes. brought, brought it to the attention of her superiors, and she got canned as a result. Yeah, she got put in jail for a little bit. They locked her up. Then they tried to ban her from entering the World Bank. She turned around. She bought a share from the company uh, for the World Bank, and then that made her able to go back in and, and file a claim against it. The long and the short of it is that she wound up becoming victorious on her side. The problem is is that the mainstream media would not cover this stuff and that's yeah. that's what part that's so disturbing about this. She was on RT television but I want to play a little clip here of what Karen uh, talks about and, and what she's going to say you have to understand is that this is a huge huge thing when people really understand that all their life they've been lied to. Mm -hmm. Okay, It's like a punch to the gut. I didn't believe it when I first came across this information you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, yeah. and I started to research everything I could find my my mitts on to to prove that no, this is some sort of a conspiracy theory. Yeah. But people need to realize that conspiracy is an indictable offense, even in the legal world. And this information that I'm bringing forward to you here today, I tell everyone, go and seek and find it yourself. It is there. It is our truth. It's right out there if you will just take a time and look at it. So what Karen's going to talk about here, you're going to hear the exact same thing in a very short form. She was on a show with a gentleman by the name of Rod Class out of the United States. In this short little clip, you're going to hear Karen talk about the birth certificate. She's going to Now, this is a lawyer now, okay? This isn't someone on YouTube that just watched a few clips and is going off, mm -hmm. you know, saying, oh, this world's filled with corruption and, you know, etc., etc. This is woman who has enormous credibility, and that's what my research brings to the table. I have over 25,000 files uh, of vast research over the last 15 years, and all of it has come from people that have really stepped up to the plate that have impeccable credentials behind them, whether they're in the FBI, whether in the CIA, CSIS, whether they're a politician, whether they're a lawyer, believe it or not, there are some good lawyers that are out there. Uh, but this woman is incredible and all her life she didn't understand as well the separation between the person and man when she goes into these courts. So let's take a little listen to this, what she, which, which, which she talks to you about here. I believe you're in West Maryland. Karen, is that you, West Maryland? That's right, it just said you are unmuted, so I think I'm in, right? Can everybody hear me? Yeah, you got you. Yeah. What happened was in 1933, um, this country was declared in bankruptcy, and that's when you got all these uh, states being incorporated, and that's when you got um, babies when they were given Social Security numbers and their birth certificates. You see the names are put in capital letters. That's when we lost our court. Our courts became maritime courts, and what what the Federal Reserve uh, banksters were doing was they were making an estimate of how many uh, much tax payments over their lifetime those babies were going to be paying, and they estimated for each person it was going to be like six or seven hundred thousand dollars, and they issued bonds. And if you look at your birth certificate and you turn it over, you'll see that there's um, a number on there. There's a CUSIP number. That's, you know, they would be issuing bonds for your babies, 
for the, the future earnings. And when you go into a court, it's no longer a regular court, and you're not given your rights as a citizen. You're treated as if you were a, a vessel, as if you were a ship under maritime law. I couldn't believe it when I heard about this. I thought, that's, you know, that's impossible. I read it about three or four times, in, you know, from different people, and finally I realized, yeah, this is, this is what's what. And when you pay your tax dollars, you're mailing your checks to a separate place. That's to the Federal Reserve System, and they're taking your money, and they're sending it right off to London. And in the U.K., they're keeping 40% and then they're taking 60%, and they're sending that off to the Vatican's bankers. Okay, so you've just heard from Karen Hudis here, and there's some very, very huge things that she said there. One of the most important things that she talks about, aside from the fact that we have been supposedly bought and sold, not supposedly, we have been, we've been bought and sold through this banking cartel, through these corporations, these governments, who have registered their babies as bonds against them, unbeknownst to their parents. So when you were going in the hospital, this is where this crime and all this documentation originally came from. But I just want to touch on one other area that, that uh, Karen talked about there. When you're entering these courts, remember we go back, I'm always going to go back, I'm going to hammer home these two words constantly, constantly throughout this presentation. That's property and trespass, okay? Who created the birth certificate, right? The government, an entity, not you created that. He who creates owns it. So when Karen Hudis is talking about you and she says we lost our courts, she's referring to that we've lost the ability, the capacity, that when we haven't lost it, but it's not being recognized in the courts. If you really are really good at what you do, as you'll find out later, a man in the United States named Carl Lentz has brought this common law and this truth forward. He is really turning this thing around in these courts, and we will get into that. But what Karen is talking about here is exactly what we were discussing. When you walk onto these courts, they call your name out, mm -hmm. and you assume that they're calling are you, first you is a trick word, you're not a you, you're a man. Remember, these courts, they're all word geeks. That's what these, these the lawyers are. They're, they're, it's all word games. It's all based on, it's a two-dimensional world. It's paper. It's everything that's on paper. That's how their world moves. But in common law, you're dealing with the man, where the man actually has to speak on the record. He has to express it in open court. You have a right to face your accuser in any time before any judgment is rendered. That's the law of man, okay? It's only right. So when you walk into these courts, when Karen's talking about we've lost our courts, they read out the all caps name and they say, are you Hugh Riley? And you say, yes, I am. And that's when they take jurisdiction. They say, because you are the property that is in front of them through this documentation. Even though they know that they see a man standing in front of them, but you're accepting that, yes, I am the vessel, as she talks about, that's working through that identification. And I am bearing all liability and responsibility for the duties and obligations which I am required to carry forth under that documentation. Remember, if you're operating within that gym, as a gym membership, you have to abide by their rules and regulations. When you come home, those same rules and regulations don't apply to you. You're supposed to be free. And it's the same with this documentation. So my question is, uh, here it's um, when they read that name in court, because the all capitalized in print is different from the name in upper and lower case. But when you say it orally, you it's can't tell. It, they sound the same. They sound exactly the same. And that's one of the first tricks that's going on. And I would point out too that the name really is irrelevant. Because when you're dealing in common law, common law is man v. man, okay? It's man v. man. That's what the law of the land is, mm -hmm. okay? And it's basically simple. Did a man trespass against you and your property? 
okay? In their world, the persons have what? They have the duties and obligations. So that's where all their codes and statutes and all these things apply. If you look at the Constitution, it applies to persons. Again, nowhere will you find anywhere, if you search any of the government documentation, the word man man or woman. And that's why I say to everyone, you do not need to get past the preamble of our of the Constitution of Canada. Remember, the Constitution is a, is a corporate document, okay? It says right in the preamble that the government of Canada, the corporation, recognizes the supremacy of God. Thank you very much. So do I. That's great. You should, because I as man created you. You are my servant. And this is what we've all forgot. Government is there to serve us. We do not serve it. Right. Okay? Yeah. And that's why our world is in such a state that it is that we have man have allowed this to get away from us and allowed government to basically flip the role on us because they're presenting themselves as if they are the authority, that they are the rule makers, that they are the ones that are protecting us. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. When actual fact they're doing the exact opposite and they've been chipping away through this system at a very long time of stripping man away from not only his rights but more importantly, his consciousness. Mm -hmm. Because when my fellow man wakes up to understanding the simplicity of this, they're not going to believe at how quickly we can turn our world around. And this applies to police. It's same with the police. When we talk the word person, any police officers that are there right now listening and watching this show, go and look at the oath of office that you took. Your oath of office is to persons. Right? What is the person? The person is that fictional entity that government created. You're protecting the government's property. The property of the state. That's right. That yep. And yet, and this is where their oaths aren't worth diddly squat, because not because of the man or the woman that has honorably gone into law enforcement and they've taken that oath, because they've taken it under the consciousness that they are there to protect their fellow man. That's what it boils down to to them. So they've been fooled even when they're taking the oath. Police officers don't really understand the difference between the person and the man. They, they don't understand this. Mm -hmm. I've worked with law enforcement all levels over the last 12 years, like I said, in various capacities on with cases where it's just been weird how things have been come through my life. And what I found with all these, these various levels of, of law enforcement is, as I said, they're great people. They're incredibly frustrated. They're under enormous stress. They're under enormous pressure because they don't understand sometimes when they spend months working on a case and then they hand it off to the crown, mm -hmm. the lawyers, something different happens. It gets thrown out, it gets tossed, and they do not understand it. Right. So that's why this is so important, because as we get into this, we're going to be able to show a vehicle in which law enforcement, the police officer, mm -hmm. is no longer going to be at the side of the road going license and registration, which is a complete waste of time. To me, that's one of the, the, the biggest uh, you know statements that chiefs of police make, that we're there to keep these roads safe on behalf of the people. Mm -hmm. uh, that's ridiculous. There's millions of us on the road every single day. We're not children. We govern and, and, and uh, the Everything works in the city because man is, is, is trying to act as a man, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you have a, an entity, a third party coming along that's trying to impose their codes, their rules, or regulations on you, it's a trespass against you at man. So this is the problem is that when you're hearing about these free men or these people that are pulled over the side of the road and they say, I don't require a license, or they might say, I don't require insurance or whatever, well... The situation gets completely convoluted from the mainstream media. And the police officer, that's why the first thing he says to you, license and registration. He says that because he has to establish what at the side of the road? Jurisdiction. He has authority and power over that person. Right. 
right, that's operating through that license. It's like a security guard at a gym, mem at a gym, right? He's coming up to you, say, are you this, this member of this gym? Mm -hmm. Well, you're not supposed to be doing this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? right? Now, what if that same security officer came up to you on the side of the road and pulled you over? You'd be like, who the hell are you? What are you doing? Why are you interfering with my right to travel to go mm -hmm. from point A to point B? Okay, and this is what the system is ultimately terrified of because as soon as you put this out here that for example that a man does not require a license to go from point A to point B in his property. Okay, remember a society which you and I do not belong to, the law society, the legal society, they made all these definitions and these terminations. They call things a driver, they call it licensing, they, 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 they put all these names to codes and acts and statutes. You did not create any of that. You had no involvement of that. So I don't care what they call it, it's my property. My car is my property. And then they trick you into a contract. That's right. What they're actually right? doing on the side of the road is they're, they're executing part of their contract. Yeah. They're saying, look, part of the contract is you know that when you're operating under this license that you are supposed to do this, 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 and this. You can't speed, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Mm -hmm. So whenever, you know, whenever I get pulled over, the first thing that I, when I have been pulled over, I say to the police officer, kindly, I say, uh, I identify myself as the man and I have my a document that we're going to show here very, very, very soon that everyone needs to acquire. And I simply say to the officer, yes, I was given a license by the provincial government. However, I'm not operating under that license at that time. Man was given full domain of this planet by our creator when we came into it. And we have every right to travel freely in this world. This unabridged. is awesome. Okay, let's let's continue. I'm, I want to get to the solution. Yeah. I want to learn more about this stuff. So here's the this is the document that has been hidden from man. Okay, and this is called the statement of birth. Now what you're seeing here, you're seeing actually two documents in one. On uh, and the inside of it, you're seeing it's the original hospital record. When you came into this world, this is the document that your parents would sign at the hospital, okay? Mm -hmm. Now again, unbeknownst to the doctors, to the nurses, as in my intro piece mm -hmm. talked about, this mm -hmm. is what we're discussing here. Your parents didn't know this, the police didn't know this, the doctors and nurses didn't know this. But that document actually, they take a photocopy and they insert that statement of birth. You can see the, 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 the documentation from the hospital and they've inserted it into a template. See how you've been framed? There's a frame that goes around that document? Yeah. Okay? Uh, what's all this other nonsense that's outside of it? Yeah. This is the information which Karen Hudis talks about where they went and created a bond from you. Okay? So by taking that statement of birth that we see there in the frame and putting it in that frame with that, uh, that official other stuff, they've created this... This fictional entity. Okay. What they've done is they've taken an extract from mm -hmm. your name, right? Yeah. And then they've gone and they've, they've created this birth certificate, okay? Yeah. That's a statement of birth. That is evidence that you came into this world. It was it's just a registered event. It doesn't deniliate any type of control. It's just a registered event of something that happened. So and the government witnessed it. Yeah. It's okay? just a record. That's right. So you look at this. Remember we come back to he who creates owns. So who created that? Your parents did. The love through your mother and father bringing you into this world created that document, the initial founding document. And the foundational document is always important whenever we're dealing in law, yeah. whenever we're dealing in truth. It's no different. I have a background in general contracting. The foundation of a home is paramount. If your foundation is not correct, just like in truth and law, if the truth is not there, everything that you put over top of it eventually is going to be a house of cards and it's going to come crashing down. Mm -hmm. Okay? So this is the 
this is the, the key document. I never knew this document existed. Even when I've shown this to people in law enforcement, they go, let me see that. They've never seen it before. But now they're starting to see it more because a lot of people are talking about this. Mm -hmm. They're recognizing what's happened. So what the government did is they took an extract from your given name. That's your gift. That's your name. That's your property. That's your family name. They took an extract from that off of this document, and that's when they created the all caps name, the birth certificate. And then that birth certificate is the founding document within their system, within their society, right, in order for them to create additional documentation. That's why the driver's license, health card, and social insurance number, your name is in all capital letters. It's all foundational from the birth certificate. Now, when we go to this next slide, why it, it's very important that you understand why this is so important. Um, this is a notary, and what I do, and I tell everyone to do, is that go and get your statement of birth. Mm -hmm. I'll show you how you get that in a second. And then make a photocopy of it, and then take the original and the photocopy to a notary. And he will look at both of those documents, and he's, what he's doing is confirming that this is an actual, a true and original copy, that nothing's been altered on it from the original, okay? And then he will create a letter, and that's the letter that we see up on the screen here today. Now, see where I've underlined it? Yeah. Look at my name not capitalized. It's not capitalized. And why is that? That's because the notary recognizes it's the man. That document represents a man of flesh and blood. So I have that document. Um, if you can see here, here's my statement of birth that I carry around with me. I've had it laminated that I got from the Ministry of uh, Ontario. Right. And then on the back of it, I laminated this letter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With my name. I also have a second document that I I also show that's notarized that has my picture and that on it and this mm -hmm. all ties in the information that's notarized again back to this founding document. So what I've created is, is this is actually evidence, okay, yeah. this is proof that if I'm interacting, because you're going to interact with government, you're right. going to interact with their agents, yeah. you always want to do it honorably, yeah. you don't want to do it from a point of anger, you don't want to do it from a point of, of fear especially, and that's what's driving our world today is that when people first find out first this trespass that's occurred against us at birth, mm -hmm. and what they've done to us, and they've They've, they've compromised the mind of man to thinking that he's this person all this time within their society and their laws when actually you stand above that. You are the creator. Man created government, right? Government's there to create and protect us in all our capacities. That's what they're there for. They serve us. But as I said, we go back to this. They flip this on us and that's when this flip occurred. And nobody knows this. Right? Nobody knows this occurred at birth because the first document that you were probably given from your parents is the birth certificate. You don't have a statement of birth. They didn't even know that this document existed. Mm -hmm. And if you go down to the, uh, uh, the records, uh, the registrar, and especially uh, start asking questions, where did this document go, mm -hmm. you're going to get shown the door quickly. Because what they did is they sent this off to the Bank of Canada. And this is where the bond was created from this foundational document. Right? Wow. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're, they're actually, it, it's sick. It's like, put it this way. I always don't like to use the government of Canada as a name. I would put like a really respect, you know, we'll put a respect, like say Tim Hortons, which everyone loves. Imagine Tim Hortons lived across the street from your mother and father. And they saw that you came into this world and there was nobody else around. So your mother and father were living there just on this little neck of the woods by themselves. And that corporation say, hey, we got, a, we got an opportunity here to capitalize over the, 
our fellow man here. What we're going to do is we're going to create documentation mm-hmm. and we're going to fool them and tell them that this is you mm-hmm. in law. Remember, mm-hmm. a society can call it whatever it is. I can be, I can create my own society and we can have our own rules and regulations and what will we call that? We will call that our law. Mm-hmm. But the common law of this land is that which is common to your, your fellow man. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the customs of the people and that goes back long before in the history of this country than the bar was created. Uh, it's in many plaques around the United States on the front of the courthouses of the power of the common law. It keeps you, uh, is, it, it was ultimately supposed to be, people refer back to Magna Carta, mm-hmm. right? Again, Magna Carta was just a document that was created at a time and a place where people's consciousness was at at that time. Is your name on that, Hugh? No. Did you have anything to do with writing that Magna Carta? No. So why would you bring that up and try and use that, that this is your proof that this is the rights that I have in this world? A lot of Again, my fellow men in this country and around the world, what they use in Canada here is they might bring up the Charter of Rights and, and uh, Charter of Rights for and Freedoms for Canada, right? Mm-hmm. That actual, you know, charter. Well, look at Section thirty-two point one. Section thirty-two point one of the Charter specifically states the Charter only applies to government. That did not give you your rights. Government did not give you your rights. Mm-hmm. Just go and speak with any of the Aboriginal people in the world today. They and I, I apologize. I should not use that word Aboriginal because, to me, it's 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 a very derogative way of referring to them. If I met you on the street and I said, "Oh, he's a normal guy" or whatever, and then you heard me talking in the corner, I said, "He's abnormal." I don't think you'd be too happy about that. Mm-hmm. They are the natives to this land. They are the true originals. They are the elders. They are the ones that we owe the most respect to, because they truly understand that there's no separation between man and the earth. That everything is connected, and in their society whenever somebody was acting up or whatever they didn't have a special society that they brought them into that had a completely separate different rules or regulations that they they could not understand and that's why when you go into these courthouses today you will always hear from the court clerks there God bless them they're doing the best that they can but they have been trained in legalese they have not been trained to understand that when a man appears from them in that capacity and he's flying a claim not a complaint there's a difference between the two mm-hmm. right he's flying a claim when a man makes a claim he's standing behind that who's coming forward to say that I I'm wrong here on this and if no one comes forth then that claim stands true which makes the law right when you come into these courts you are making the law so when you stand in front of a court clerk and you say you know I've got my paperwork that I'm filing here the first thing that they'll, they'll start to say to you well I cannot provide you with any legal advice we are not looking for legal advice and this is the separation that I hope everyone's gonna start to understand that when you walk into these public courthouses Okay, it's a public venue. It's no different than a dance hall. You, as a man or woman, have every right to access that court to seek justice for the restoration of your property from a trespass that's occurred. It's that simple. You don't have to get into codes to rules or regulations. For example, I can't sue a police officer, a judge, uh, you know, a firefighter, a garbage man, whoever. Why can't you sue them? Because they're fictions. But you can sue the man that's working through that entity at the time no difference than the person what they do to you in their system that they're holding you liable the man because you're operating through that system well I'm not a member of for example uh, the Halton Police Department I'm not a member of their corporation they have incredible men and women that work for them and their agents and officers of that said corporation so where does that corporation get jurisdiction over I a man it doesn't have any jurisdiction there's no contract between me and, and Halton Police, and I've done no wrong or harm to Halton Police, which is a fiction anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same with the CRA. 
when you deal with the taxation. Uh, and this is something that we need to we get into here, as Karen Hood has talked about. The CRA is a separate entity in which people are mailing their checks to. Mm -hmm. And we've all been led to believe that you have to be a good citizen, you have to be a good uh, taxpayer, you know, citizens, all these other words that are not a man. They do not represent a man in law. So if, again, if Tim Horton showed up at your door and said, hey, we need to find out, here's our T1 form, and we need to know how much money you made last year, Hugh, and, and we're going to tell you how much you're going to pay us in, in taxes and that, well, the first thing you're going to say again is, who are you, and probably get the hell off my property, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't know you, and you're basically coming here trying to extort money from me. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening with the CRA, because people are led to believe that the taxation that's collected from you is actually staying in this country, and it's actually going to pay for all our services and, and uh, things like that to keep our society one of the greatest countries is supposed to be in the world the fact of the matter is as Karen Hood has discussed that money's leaving this country it's going to a private entity and as you'll hear from Paul Hellier in a little bit later on here 1.6 trillion dollars has been siphoned out of this country <coughs> all because we do not understand who we are as man so when we go to this next slide here how you acquire your statement of birth. It's very simple, we'll blow through this quickly. You go to Service Ontario, uh, you'll see that they say uh, your birth certificate here. There's uh, marriage certificate and death certificate. So you would want the birth, and as you go through the, the first pages, once you start filling out the information, you'll get to this uh, page here, which says birth. Apply for a birth certificate, a certified copy, registration, or search. When you go to another page, then it will show you. Now this is the, this is the trick, and, and Service Ontario has gone back and changed this uh -huh. since I began my discussions, I guess you could say, with law enforcement. Right. It used to say birth certificate, short form and long form. Yeah. Okay? Now, the short form is your wallet size. That's what everyone has in there, and that's what has the CUSIP number on the right, back of it. Right. The long form is not a birth certificate. The long form is this statement of birth, this document that we talked about. Now you look at this document anywhere and you show me where it says birth certificate. So that's what's in the frame is what we're talking about. The, well, it's, it's actually the whole document. You know, the statement of birth is what's inside the frame here. Right. Outside of it is what they've used to create a bond against you. So what do you get from the government when you request the long form? The whole thing? You get yeah, this is what you get. This is an actual copy. Of what you get is an original official copy of the original. Okay. Okay. It's signed. It's witnessed. Mm -hmm. It shows the date that you were born. And I love this document because I use that in my identification. Because the problem with this one, when, when you would be interacting with the various law enforcement agencies, if you show them this document, and I understand from their perspective, how do I know that this is you? Well, that's when you come back and you say, well, I've had another notary and I've got my picture here and all the information that I have written on here ties back to when this was time stamped on right. December 28th, okay. even though I was born December 10th, right. 1966. So this is a very, very powerful document. Okay. Okay. Good. So that's part of the solution. Right? It's part of the solution. And yeah. everybody needs to go and get this, but it's showing you as I've as I explained to law enforcement, I just came across this before I was putting this presentation together last year when I was in these discussions, um, like I said, with the various levels of law enforcement, what I quoted them was exactly what was stated on this website's page. And it was saying long form or short form. It was basically giving the viewer, our fellow man, the impression that they're one and the same, right? Wallet size or long form. Well, of course, everyone's going to say, well, why would I want a long size form if I can, I just got the wallet size. I don't need a, a bloody big page like this to carry around, but they're not the same document. And that is the rub. 
that's the that's the first sign that I've showed law enforcement that this is being done out in the open. You can see it. Mm -hmm. So they've changed the wording a little bit because now they talk about a certified copy of birth registration, long form. Okay. Now this says you know it's got a registration number, or whatever. But nowhere on this do I see where it says birth registration. It still says it's a statement of birth. That's what this document is about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So we come back to this main, main uh, slide again, and this is ultimately what we will hammer home. God the Creator, who do you want to be within the capacity, how you operate and carry yourself in this world? Do you want to operate as a person within this system that's been created? See, government is we created by man. It's supposed to be there for us to access for our benefit and privileges. Right. Okay? Yeah. But when it's no longer a benefit to you as a man, why would you use that? And there's no contract that binds you to that documentation that which you did not create. Remember, you didn't create the birth certificate, you didn't create the driver's license, the health card, the social insurance number. The social insurance number is nothing more than an employee number. If you worked for General Motors, right, it's like your, it's my employee number, that's all it is. That's how they identify you within the system. These are the union dues and that that you're going to pay taxation to us through our system. Okay? So, that, that's why the people need to really understand where they sit within the hierarchy of creation because that transfers that once you understand this this founding principle truth it will change everything and how you're moving forward in the courts how you'll be how you'll be treating your fellow man the interaction that we're going to have with our fellow police officers that's why this is so huge because they need to get this information if the police uh, believe me uh, these people th there's a lot of great people out there that are in law enforcement and they are just as fed up and frustrated as you and I am and they see horrific things on a daily basis because the system in which they've been put into their honor they read what they're bound by to their duties and obligations well their duties and obligations do not trump the rights of a man right, right? And, and just going back to the diagram here if for a person we're at the bottom of that pyramid. We're, we're just another corporation, right? That's right. And you're there to be basically ruled over. Uh, you've got duties and obligations because you're within that society. But if we're a man, a natural man or woman, we're number two, just under God. Just under God. We're, we are actually the creators of all this in this world. Yeah. Ye are all gods. That's what the good book talks about. And I'm not believe me I'm not a, a religious person I'm a very spiritual person I believe that there is a higher power whoever that creator is or that created us but they did give us our right to freedom mm -hmm. they, it's no different than John F Kennedy said you know all man was born to be free and independent and yet we were born free but immediately at our birth this trespass has occurred Alright, so that uh, after part one, uh, we learned about a trespass that was uh, committed against us at birth, against the mind of man, and uh, that's the problem. And now we're into the reaction. And what is the reaction, Christopher, to, to this trespass that's been committed against us? Well, as you can imagine, foundational like a house, it's affected everything of the consciousness of man above it. Um, and all our interactions and how we interact with the bank and how we interact with our government and how we interact with our fellow man Especially in how we're interacting with our courts So the second part here the reaction if, if we just blow through it quickly uh, The reaction for man for example uh, Man does not know who he is in the relationships in this world today and as a result of that that is why we have all this anger 
we have all this frustration, we all have all this hate mm -hmm. that, that's, that's accumulating. As you can see between uh, the police, uh, things are getting more ramped up, especially in the United States. You seem to see every day that there's some sort of a conflict that's going on between the police and your fellow man. And all of this is happening because we have this foundational compromise that's occurred. So for man, it affects us right across the whole spectrum. The next one is the Government of Canada. Uh, the Constitution Act, Bill C-51. How this is affecting the government of Canada is, is that the government of Canada is actually acting as a dic dictator to the people, as opposed to representing the people. They're putting themselves above the That's people, right. rather than understanding that they're actually there to serve the people. That's right. And uh, that is the, a very, very, very big problem, and that is the hard reset that we need. It doesn't have to be done with conflict, and that's something that, that government always purports mm -hmm. to through the media or whatever, is that these people that speak of this type of knowledge, and this is truth, I ask anyone to come forward and prove me wrong, and what I've presented so far of this documentation, it's all accessible to all of us. You all need to understand who you are in that relationship. But when you're dealing with the government, they will brand their whole realm is to keep itself protected. It wants to protect itself. It's an entity. It's a corporation, right? No different than any other corporation. It has to protect its, 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 its position. And I understand that. But somewhere along the way, uh, the government of Canada um, has lost its way. And it is a de facto government. Again, a lot of people think it's just this organic entity that we've called Canada, but it's actually registered on the stock exchange. Okay. So when we deal with government, yeah. um, the relationship obviously has shifted. It goes back to that second diagram that we had that showed that the banks are at the top of the pyramid, the bankers, and then you have government, and that they created persons. The governments don't want to recognize that you are a man. And that's, that's, that's proven if you look at all the documentation in which they put out. Look at all the policies, acts, rules, and regulations. They're continually hammering home against man's consciousness who they are in the relationship. They're constantly telling us who we are in the relationship mm -hmm. instead of recognizing mm -hmm. the truth. And I truly believe that once our fellow man recognizes the separation between a man and a person, yeah. right, in law and the hierarchy of where our power actually lies and that the government is actually our creation and we all have a responsibility to come together that when our creation gets a little bit out of whack or a lot out of whack that we have the capacity to rein it in to correct it so that it does exactly what it was meant to do and that is to protect the property of man and everything that we cherish and hold dear in this country and our world. Canada to me I always grew up to me is a light to the world. It's it's a wonderful country. We have all this multiculturalism. We have we just we have a, a plethora of, of bounty of resources. You know, we take so much for granted. And the thing that we have really taken for granted is who we are. So we gotta get back. We've got to get back to that. And it's not in some kumbaya thing, you know, around the table that we're all going to do some wishy-washy crap. This is very serious because when we go to the next part here, you know, the public courthouses that we're talking about here and the federal and provincial, when you're walking into the public courthouses, what's, what's happening in there that we've already discussed is you're not being recognized as the man. You're mm -hmm. being recognized as a person. And I'll go back now to what Karen Huda says. You're being looked at as what? A debtor. Mm -hmm. You see, because that person has been used for the corporation. Imagine, again, say it's Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons needs to borrow money for its operations, for whatever it's doing. Well, the corporation has to be able to show the financial institution, how are you going to pay that money back that you're going to borrow from me? Mm -hmm. Okay? 
Well, how they've done it through this trickery is they've said, this is our property, mm -hmm. this person which we've created, and as Karen talks about, we figured out we're going to be able to extract X amount of dollars from them over their lifetime through taxation and, and various other ways. That is the business model which they're using with the central banks, which is a private entity, which we're going to get into here shortly, that is basically controlling this world right now. Okay. So when we go to the next part, how is the reaction to the judges, the police, the RCMP, OPP, well, judges? Judges do not like people that come into a court and and start saying, I'm a man and I have all my rights and this and that. The judges, you know, they're part of a society which you and I do not belong to. It's simply a man that's wearing a robe. What is what is it always saying when they're, they're in there? He's the acting judge. He's acting. He's in a fictional role. Okay? But that man wearing that robe, he has no jurisdiction over a man. None whatsoever. In common law, what you learn is that is the jury of our peers has to appear in the court. Only our fellow man has the right to pass judgment on his fellow man. Not a society to which you and I do not belong that has created all these rules and codes and regulations and punishments. Okay? Because ultimately, when you are walking in these courts, you are there to settle the debt as far as they're concerned, right? Mm -hmm. But you're also there if you're there as a man. Who is the man or woman that's going to come forward claiming that I did wrong or harm to them? Is it, is it a common law court? No. These crown courts are operating as, Karen, who just talked about, not to get too much into, into admiralty law. Admiralty law is the law of the sea. But then where, how do we uh, create a court that operates on the principles of common law? Because w what you're saying is that we, we have to assert our rights under common law. Well, that's right, and this is the problem because it happens right from the get-go. Before you even get into a courtroom, it happens right with the court clerk that we talked about earlier. When you're bringing your claim forward, and all of a sudden, the first thing that they're going to do to it, for those of you who have never been to a courthouse before, there's a central area in every courthouse, and it's called the court clerk. And that is the, the area in which all the filings come through, whether it's civil, whether it's family, etc. That's what it's there for. They have an incredibly, incredibly difficult job. But those court clerks, our fellow man or woman who are operating in that capacity at that window, they've only been trained in legalese. They've mm -hmm. been trained in crown courts. Now, a lot of people say, what's the crown? Right? A lot of people think, well, the crown's the queen. No, the crown is the bar. That's what the crown is. The crown is the bar. So you're entering a private society's court. They're crown courts. They're private courts. Right? And as soon as you identify yourself as the person, their system is set up to basically do whatever it can to extract as much money from you from point A to point B and get you out the door. It has nothing to do with justice. Where in common law, a man or a woman has to come forward and make the claim that you did not, that they did not do wrong or harm to you. Right? That's okay. the separation of it. And even the Queen is not allowed in the City of London, I believe, or that's right. something like that. Right? That's a whole other thing that we could get into, but I like the, the, that's the biggest problem that I'll, I'll hammer home always with this too, is that there is so much information, I don't wish to overload my fellow right. man with this. So I want to keep everybody focused on the trespass that happened at birth, right. right? Understand who you are between a man and a person, and once you understand that, once the masses understand that, I believe in the people that are working in, in public servant capacities, mm -hmm. in government, mm -hmm. our MPs. I believe in the police at all different levels that these people are going to do what's right. Believing in people, not That's the right. roles that they're playing. That's right. Right, but believing in the people That's themselves, right? right? And I, it is my intention to hold, and I say this to every single police officer out there today, or anyone that's working in Secret Service, you took an oath, 
And I believe with all in my heart the oath that you took was to protect your fellow man. Mm -hmm. It was not to protect a person, a fiction, an entity, yeah. in which I've described here today. And that is why once they understand this, they are going to have more power than they ever imagined. And I don't mean by surveillance with C Bill 51, you know, or, or you know, listening to our telecommunications, etc. They are actually going to move enormous amounts of red tape. Because mm -hmm. what you're going to see is, is with the judges, the police, the RCMP, and the OPP, is that they are going to be able to, to basically move cases themselves. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see instead of our ROI, return of investment, which is actually piss poor on and, and law enforcement right across the board, because if you talk to anyone in law enforcement at all various levels, as I have, they're all going to tell you, especially in their fraud divisions, Chris, we have more fraud than we know what we can do with. I've been told from all three levels, and these individuals didn't know each other. It blew me away. They all said to me, you know, Chris, we could take every officer that we have on our force and we could put them on fraud and we still would not have enough resources to be able to address it. And this is why we're seeing all this wrong and harm that's going on from the elderly in our world to the disadvantaged to the less fortunate and unfortunate in our world. It's because the system is geared to do one thing, and that is to control mm -hmm. and to keep that mm -hmm. foot down on the mind of man. And more and more all the time, which is why it's so important that we get to the solution. And here. we learn this. Yeah. So the next one, when you look at on the slide, the Crown Courts and the attorneys, what will happen, the reaction is, when you go into these Crown Courts and you're standing there as the man, these lawyers have not been trained in this. They've been trained in legalese. They believe in what they're doing is the law with all their heart, but it's not. And they're starting to find this out. When you walk into the court, the very first thing that has to be established, that you just so you know, is that that court has to establish jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. What is jurisdiction? Jurisdiction is control. Okay. So in order for that court to have control, you always got to come back to that main word, who. Whose court am I in? Whose law is this that's before this court? Well, I got a lawyer over here talking about some legal codes and gibberish that I don't understand, and what you actually are is you want to be an idiot in their society. Because you are, you're an idiot. We don't know all their gibberish, all their rules. It's, it's so convoluted, but that's how their system is gamed, mm -hmm. so that they can sucker you into it, mm -hmm. and then they can run with it and extract as much money out from you. Whereas if you were a man simply going in front of another man or a woman that has wronged or trespassed against you, it's very simple in front of your fellow man. You show the evidence, and they make the ruling. They make the determination. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. That's the common law, and that's the power of it. The legislators in Canada will not like that, because that removes all their, their power of all these wonderful laws and that that they're creating supposedly for the society. So when you go to the next part here, the law society, it's a private legal society. You're not a member of it. And many people that have gone into these courts, they start trying to do legalese. They start trying to do their forms or quoting case law and this and that. And what you will hear nine times out of ten is the judge or the, the crown attorney is going to say, this man is not a member of our society and they don't like you using their stuff. They don't want you using their stuff. They don't recognize you as a member of their society. And this is what people need to stop doing. Because I did it myself. You go down this rabbit hole when I started to learn about law, which I thought was what all these lawyers and that do, and you start learning about legalese, codes, rules, regulations, process, all this enormous information. It's it's huge. It's And that's why people just say, I don't understand this, and they use a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how their system was set up to do that intentionally so that you will go to them because you don't realize that there is another system, a system that is more powerful, that stands above that, and that is the common law for man. Mm -hmm. So when we go into these courts, um, 
you know, for example, like I said, the next slide talks about the central banks. The Bank of Canada is a public bank. And that's why this, this, this it, it's so devious is what has occurred at birth is that this corporation called Canada is borrowing against you and I from the document that they've created at birth. They've claimed us basically that person as property. Right? That's sick. And we, through our ignorance, have gone along with this and we've all been led to believe that we have to pay taxes in order to pay for these social services that we have to have this health care or whatever. When the fact of the matter is, as you will hear from Paul Hellier, as I've talked about, is that we have had $1.6 trillion taken out of this country by the people that has been done unlawfully through taxation because that money has gone to the central banks. People do not realize that the Bank of Canada is a public bank. It was created in 1938. It was nationalized, which means it's there to create money for and by the people. It's our bank. We, the public, own it, not a corporation. But what happened is in 1974, Pierre Trudeau sold this country out. He committed the most heinous crime of, 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 trust, of uh, treason that this country has ever seen. And every prime minister since then carries it forward. Now, what did he do? Because, yeah, I've, 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 what did he do exactly that sold us out? Well, what he did is he, he stopped the Bank of Canada from issuing money okay debt free to the municipalities to the government whatever the government needed it would always go to the bank of but why Canada. did he do that he did that because what you're going to learn is that as karen hudas talks about is that the central bankers that created this system it goes back hundreds of years they bought up all the newspapers in the early 1900s because how this system came about this banking system began over in europe and that's where all this nonsense and and, and evil really exists mm -hmm through London, through, uh, you know, through, through their exchange rates. And of course, the United States breaking free of the British Empire was an attempt by we the people That's right. to escape that. And uh, unfortunately, they've been roped back into it. And, yeah. and here we are in Canada, we're, we're definitely roped into it as well. Yeah, and, and that's the problem is that what's happened in the United States, everyone's heard of the Federal Reserve. They think that the Federal Reserve, and this is a play on words, remember, the law society, the legal society, their entire system is a twist on words. They're always playing on words. That's trickery that's going on here. It has to compromise the <coughs> consciousness of men in order for their system to work. So the Federal Reserve is, is a private bank. But people associate when they hear the world in the United States, the Federal Reserve is actually part of the United States government. It's not. The Federal Reserve is no different than a private corporation. So we have a private group of men that nobody knows who they are, the shareholders, only a few of them, and they have the control to print and create money out of thin air, just like the Bank of Canada did from 1938 to 1974. So you say, Chris, well, why did Pierre Trudeau sell, sell this country out? Because unfortunately, all the leaders in this world today of all the countries, if there's a central bank that's operating in their country, they're being controlled, they're being dictated to by this cabal. And this cabal, it goes beyond basically enslaving us monetarily. Okay, it's more about, it's not about money to them because they create money out of thin air. The Bank of Canada operated, as I said, from 1938 to 74, our debt was interest free. Okay, so every time the government of Canada needed money, yeah. they would go to the Bank of Canada. The Bank of Canada would create huge sums of money. That's how we paid for the St. Lawrence Seaway, our hospitals, the our Second our World Hard War. Second World War got us got us out of all this stuff, and, and our debt yeah. remained at eighteen billion dollars. Yet the United States 
got taken over in 1913 by the Federal Reserve and that's when you see their debt started going on because in order to take over the United States, the, this country that truly represented freedom in the world mm -hmm. hundreds of years ago when this stuff was going down and they all migrated from the Europe to, to the United States to create this incredible country, um, the, the, the bankers could, the Rothschilds, they could not beat the American people the men yeah. and women that lived there right. by might. And it was only 15% of the people that stood up to them when, mm -hmm. the, when, the, when that war started out. Mm -hmm. So they had to do it subvertly, covertly. And this is how they've done it. Over time, it's been a very long process. So it's not about having control of the money. These people create money out of thin air. I would ask everyone to just do a quick search online for uh, the past Fed chairman, um, not Bermanke. Alan Greenspan. Alan Greenspan. And you will hear this gentleman talking in a very short clip. What is the uh, proper relationship, what should be the proper relationship between a chairman of the Fed and a president of the United States? Well, first of all, the Federal Reserve is an independent agency, and that means basically that uh, there is no ag other agency of government which can overrule actions that we take. So long as that is in place and there is no evidence that the administration or the Congress or anybody else is uh, requesting that we do things other than what we think is the appropriate thing, then what the relationships are uh, don't frankly matter. And uh, I've had uh, very good relationships with presidents. That's because they are the ones that are all behind the birth certificates. This entire banking system created the laws in yep. which, in which is, is compromised and, and controlling man. So um, speaking of a man, a wonderful man is Rocco Galati. And for those of you who don't know who he is, I believe he told me he was on the show. Um, he's a constitutional lawyer here in Canada. He is without a doubt one of the greatest treasures that we have left in this world today that is operating in a person capacity through as a lawyer within their society. And what this man has done is he brought a lawsuit forward in um, uh, 2011, December of 2011, and here's a copy of it here, this is just an initial filing. And it was brought forth from the uh, monetary and economic reform, Clomers they call themselves, from an 89 and a 91 or 92 year old man and woman. And when I first saw this, this is what I've, I've shared with law enforcement, I said this is shows you how far we've, we've come that in order for us to take back control of what was always inherently been ours and given to ours in our God-given right. Not only for a country, for a country to be sovereign, it has the capacity to create its own money. That's what makes a country strong. That's why we were so strong. Mm -hmm. And in 1974, the central bankers realized, oh boy, Canada's really got stronger after the Second World War. They have not gone into debt like the United States has because we've had control of the banking system since 1913 in the United States. So we need to do something about Canada. So they put the squeeze on Trudeau. Trudeau coughed it up and, and the, the, your fellow man had no idea that this went on. All of a sudden now, instead of, uh, you know, imagine if you and I had the capacity and you had two children and I had two children and, and we both could create money out of thin air and give to our children. But then for whatever reason, I you came to me and you said to me, well, I'm going to have you, Chris, you know, pay me interest. You know, I'll create the money and I'll give you a little bit of something on the side and I'll take care of you and this and that. Well, that would be horrific for me to relinquish that right because now I'm enslaving my children. Mm -hmm. We're paying you interest from every dollar that's been created. And we know that uh, you know the U.S. debt is 18 trillion dollars and counting. And uh, you know, and the global financial system is under threat as a result of yeah. of this trespass. That's right. Right. And the funny thing about this trespass, and not that it is funny, but as fact, is that it's all an illusion. 
Because money, as I've said, I'll say this again, was it's created out of thin air. When you go to a bank to get a loan, a lot of people think that that money is on reserve. It's being held somewhere. It's not. The bank creates the money out of thin air. It types those numbers on a screen and poof, that money appears. But if you don't pay your mortgage, they're coming to take your real property. That's right. That's right. That's okay. what they're going to do. So that's why the suit goes back to what, um, and I just want to say something about Rocco Galati. He is an incredible man. What he has done for this country and for our fellow man within the legal system, <coughs> trying to stay within the Constitution, this man should be given the highest highest award in this country because he is truly exposing what is going on and I again ask everyone to go out and find this document this PDF document you'll find it on Comer's website of the filing that's gone in read this filing do you want to know what the government is hanging their case on if the filing is basically this they're requiring the restoration of the Bank of Canada to be put back in the hands of the people so it creates money by and for the people interest-free for infrastructure for municipalities you name it, right across the board. That is our bank again. We are no longer beholden to a private corporation called the Central Bankers. That's what he's ultimately doing. And the government, because remember I told you the Legalese Society, mm -hmm. or the, the Law Society, their entire system is based on words and trickery. They like to play on words. So they're hanging their whole case on one word. This is the government. May. That the government may use the Bank of Canada for the benefit of the people of interest-free loan, but it's not required to. It can go and borrow money from a private entity that creates money out of thin air and then makes the people of this country all beholden to the interest payments. Yeah, And that's what is so sick about that. That's taking money out of the pockets of every Canadian. Every man and woman in this country. Because does. the government chose to do what they didn't have to do. That's to go right. borrow from private banks rather than borrowing from our own central bank. That's right. And Canada was the only public uh, bank in the world when it was created. It's an incredible... That's why I know with all my heart that Canada truly is this place, a light unto the world. Because we have within our country incredible infrastructure that's already been put in place. And, and when people start talking about you know the separation between man and person, they think, well, geez, Chris, our courts are all going to fall apart. Everything's going to come crashing down. No, it's not. A hard reset is going to happen because we have all the core pillars already in place. We have court systems. We just have to change the accessibility for our fellow man to them. We have the police, all various levels, the military. We have them there to protect them. They're going to protect us. They're going to stand up to this, but they need to understand what is going on. And that's the rub that they don't know because it's a top-down mentality. They take the orders from Ottawa and they just run with it. Everyone seems to be afraid to ask the question, why, who? Why is this happening? Who is doing this? And once you start asking those questions, which the government doesn't like, these answers have come forward. So what Rocco has done here is he's put together an amazing amazing claim. And this is the, the chart that we talked about, the national debt quickly. From 1938, 1940 to 1974, see it was a straight line, $18 billion. It's because we were not paying interest to anybody. The bank was creating money and loans for the people, for our country. We can talk about, for example, a real simple sidetrack. Talk about the 407. Oh okay. boy, that's a whole lot. We well, could do a show on the 407. No, but all you have to look at is that the whole premise, if you go back at why Harris cr had to go and allow a foreign entity to come in and pay for this, is because Ontario did not have the money for this. That was the big thing. 
And this is the big rub that you need to understand. In Burlington, where I live, we have a hospital. We haven't had a new hospital since 19, I think it was, 74 in the 70s. And they've just started building this massive new hospital. It's, you know, hundreds of, um, 60 or $70 million, I think. It's, it's, it's an enormous price tag. Well, what have they done? They've put that price tag on through taxation against the people, the citizens, right? Sure, Ottawa's helped out, but this money is all being borrowed and there's interest that's on it. Whereas that hospital would be being paid for, it, the municipality could get a loan through the Bank of Canada interest-free. Yep. Right? That is what made our country so strong. So that's why you need to understand the tool is that those that are creating these rules, they're, they're, they, hold, they hold all the cards. That's why what you see what's going on in Greece today. You're never going to see the CBC tell you the truth about it. Just look up Iceland. What did Iceland do? Iceland told the central bankers to get out of our country. They arrested them first and foremost, then they rewrote their own constitution, and now their country's flourishing financially, right? But had they stayed within the system in which the IMF had, had, had basically promoted to them, they would be a debt slave. They'd be in the same place that Greece is in. Mm -hmm. They keep giving them bailouts, 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 bailouts. And what happens when they can't make the bailouts? Well, then we start going after the property. Now we start going after the assets that's within that country. That's why you're seeing the London tube was sold off the teacher's pension. They, they're owners of that now. They're part owners in that. In, in London, I mean, the, the, the mail system in, in the UK has been sold off. You're seeing the privatization of, of, all, all, the these, of all these public assets. And it's all coming back because of this. And think about just the 407 for an example. That was paid for by taxpayer dollars in Ontario. One billion dollars. Then they sold it. it. They said, oh, well, the province needs the money. We're going to sell it to a foreign company. But look at what that property is worth today, what the asset value of the Highway 407 is today, and yeah. the revenue that it produces. And that could be all going into the public treasury of Ontario. That's right. And, and it was done by design. We got ripped off. The citizens of Ontario got ripped off by the conservative government of Harris, and yep. that's owned by a foreign corporation too. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that that uh, that the the Highway 407 uh, it has a, a no competition clause in it of 99 years. <coughs> Nobody can compete with this entity. Now, when you start start understanding property and trespass, and you understand that you and I, when we were born onto this landmass in Canada, you and I, we are the owners of all the the equity that's in this country, all its resources. This corporation had no right to do what it did by by selling off the 407, especially when Ontario put over a billion dollars into it ourselves, and then they sold it on the cheap. And it's exactly as you said, imagine if they had used the Bank of Canada to fund that. I got no problem with toll rolls and that. All that money stays in Canada. It makes our country stronger. But we don't even, that's the thing, we don't even need the tolls, that's right? right? We don't even need it. That's right. It's just an extra little knife that we get, exactly. you know, in the back. Yeah. And then you see what happens when anyone, when the government says, well, we're going to stand up for the people now because the 407 is charging too many rates or whatever, they get trampled on in court because they've got an ironclad contract against the government of Ontario, right? So. There's a, the, the next clip here is I want to show you is a very incredible man. His name is Paul Hellier. He's the past Minister of Defense, and this is a very short clip. And please pay attention to what he's saying here, because a lot of what we've discussed is about what's going on here. Because when you understand the creation of money, with a simple stroke of a pen, as he says, because money is created out of thin air, how does Canada get rid of its debt? Well, the Bank of Canada takes over our monetary system again. It's in control. And all it will do, it will simply write a check if it wants to the central bankers for the debt that we owe, and then it writes it off in its book because the Bank of Canada, just like the central bankers, creates the money out of thin air. And people go, what? And that's when you understand that money is an illusion, okay? 
money is an illusion. They play on that on fear, all these financial crises, because they've created this casino, this monopoly in these financial markets that are all rigged, be it the stock exchange, be it whatever capacity uh, governments are operating in financially in order to enslave and further destroy the wealth of all the people. And that's what government was not created for. Again, they're created to protect the property of man and the actual reversal of that is happening. So let's listen to this clip here of Paul Heller. He's an incredible man. If you could end the depression with a single stroke of the pen, would you do it? Well, it's just about that easy. The federal government has the power to make it happen. The Canadian Constitution gives the federal parliament total jurisdiction in respect of money and banking. So the federal government can create all of the money it wishes. or it can do as it does now. It can borrow from its licensees, the private banks, then have to repay them, both principal and interest. Well, in this period of austerity and cutbacks and reductions in government services, you might ask, is there a better way? Well, the answer is yes. We can adopt a policy similar to the one we had between 1939 and 1974. At that time, the Bank of Canada provided the federal government with very large sums of money at near zero cost. The government spent this money into circulation, and that is what got us out of the Great Depression. And then, helped finance World War II, and after the war, the great infrastructure program, the St. Lawrence Seaway, the Trans-Canada Highway, our great new airport terminals, and a host of other projects. Well, then in 1974, everything changed. The Bank of Canada turned its backs on its shareholders, that's us and started taking its orders from the Bank for International Settlements in Zurich, Switzerland. The Bank for International Settlements, which is the apex of the international banking cartel, decided that the Bank of Canada, along with other central banks around the world, should stop lending money to their governments at low cost. In effect, they gave the private banks a monopoly to create money. And the governments that own the patents to create money on behalf of the people are forced to go out and borrow at current interest rates, whatever they may happen to be. Well, the result was a bonanza for the banks and a catastrophe for the people. In 1974, there was practically no debt in Canada. Now, the federal debt alone is about $600 billion. Worse, hard-pressed Canadian taxpayers have had to pay between fiscal year 1974-75 and fiscal year 2010-11, trillion, that's trillion, dollars in interest on the federal debt alone. That works out to about $1,700 per person for every man and woman in the workforce 
and there is no relief in sight. Our government, instead of using its power to end the recession, is negotiating a trade agreement with the European Union, which, if signed, will prevent it or any future Canadian government from operating our economy in the best interests of the Canadian people. We would be permanent slaves of the international banking cartel, the greediest, most ruthless cabal in history. It would be treason to compromise our right to create our own money and rob us of the most precious asset that any government has. The loss in monetary terms would be counted in the trillions. Even more important is the loss of freedom to manage our own affairs, which is priceless. If we lose this battle, the United States, which is now negotiating or beginning to negotiate a treaty with the European Union, would be next, because the Europeans would use the Canadian settlement as a precedent. And after that, it would be one country after another, until finally, the cabal, the international cartel, would raise the flag of victory in their 40-year war against self-government. They would then impose their own unique brand of debt slavery on us all. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to Canada. You owe it to the world. So that was Paul Hellyer and uh, he's an incredible man and here's a quote from uh, Thomas Jefferson and I love this as he says I believe that the banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies if the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency first by inflation then by deflation the banks and the corporations that will grow up around the banks will deprive the people of all property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered and this is the most important line. The issuing power should be taken from the banks and restored to the people to whom it properly belongs. Now to me that is a very important thing that Thomas Jefferson said. And if I can just quickly go back to what uh, Mr. Um, uh, Hellier was talking about there. God bless him for bringing this information forward. He does understand the evil of this banking cartel, but his proposal that he puts forward is is that 34% will be created by the Bank of Canada and he will still remain the remaining 66% the central bankers will still be allowed to create. And how I look at that, that's like saying, well, somebody's not going to, someone's going to rate me, you know, a, th a, a third less. Yeah, two-thirds, we're still getting ripped It's off. ridiculous. And the fact of the Wait, matter is, he, is... Is that what he's advocating? That's what he advocates. I cut that out of the speech because I didn't want to go into it. But you can go and find that link on YouTube mm -hmm. and listen to what he's speaking about. He's a great man. He's bringing enormous truths forward, but he's wrong in that re regard. Is that the monetary system must be put back in the hands of the people not the government of Canada and the government of Canada is supposed to be by and for the people exactly so when we go to this next slide here since we're talking about great people this is a quick little clip of Rocco Galante and this just talks about Bill C-51 and I want everyone to pay attention to this because it's it's so huge uh, I said I've been living the security of secret police uh, uh, state in Canada since 1999 when 
first wiretaps went onto my phones. Now, with respect to C-51, uh, basically it does five things. One, it takes all your private information and shares it with all government agencies, including foreign governments. And for some Canadian citizens, that becomes a eventuality of torture and or death when they're traveling abroad. Secondly, it restricts arbitrarily who can travel. Thirdly, it makes freedom of expression and political criticism with respect to, quote, terrorism and the government's role a terrorist offense in itself. So words and thoughts become an act of terrorism under this bill. It allows ceases to disrupt covertly constitutionally protected rights of association, expression, and protest. And lastly, it does all of this by taking away all and any transparent judicial oversight. What this legislation creates, and make no mistake about it, is a modern-day Gestapo. No exaggeration, that's what it creates. And if it's passed, it's created it. It chills, censors, and criminalizes free speech, free association, and constitutional rights of assembly. Uh, this legislation is not new. German and Italian versions were passed in the 1930s in Europe. And they look very much like C-51. Very hard to distinguish them. Uh, I'm not politically partisan, but I'll say two things that any MP who voted for this bill should not get any Canadian citizen's vote. Any candidate who's running for a party who voted for this bill should not get a Canadian citizen's vote. This is quite clearly a fascist and dictatorial piece of legislation and appeasement of it is unacceptable. We at the Constitutional Rights Center will challenge the constitutionality of this bill and encourage other organizations to do the same. You'll note that I rudely did not thank you for being here today. I'm not going to thank you. It's your duty here, here. to be here to take charge of your constitutional rights as it's mine to come out and speak if invited. Here, here. Right? Everybody should be at this type of event. So as Josephine said, be on the lookout. Do not live in fear. Uh, this, the, the, we, we've entered into the final fascist state which started with the Krechen government and has now come full mile. So to just kind of recap what we've seen there with uh, uh, Mr. Galati, what he's talking about there, that's why this is so important that all of us understand who we are. Because when we understand this, all this nonsense that's going on with all these bees and all these all these bills and stuff and draconian uh, actions that are that are that are compromising the existence of our of our life on this planet will stop. People will realize that it has no lawful authority standing over you in court. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, and that's what <clears throat> upsets me is when you see all these people protesting on the streets. Why are you protesting your servants? They're your servants. Now, this isn't just me being some sort of an, an arrogant type of a man. This is truth. This is the fact. We, the people, we created government. They are there to serve us. We do not serve them. So why are we in the streets protesting our servants? Okay, we need to come together, and that's why it's amazing. In this day and age, we have this uh, collective connectedness. Uh, we've never had it so much in the world today with technology, and yet, 
We are not speaking to each other as man. What we have are these agents that are in government that are controlled by the central bankers that are supposedly speaking on our behalf. And people who, who don't understand this stuff, who think it's conspiracy theory, it's not. You have to understand that the central bankers first tried to get into the United States in the 1800s. They had a 20-year mandate, and they got kicked out after the first 20 years. Why? Because the newspapers were reporting of all the harm and destruction as... Mr. Hillier is talking about, as all of us see today with this $1.1 trillion that's been siphoned out of this country, imagine what that would, have, would do right now for our infrastructure, for hospitals, for social services, for those that are in need. It's incredible for education. See, money's illusion and it's not being created and used properly on our behalf. It's being used as a tool to compromise the rights of man. So when you see a man like Rocco Galante out there doing what he's doing, Canada needs to get behind him, all the people in this country, because he's fighting the fight within their system, the legal system. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to Rocco Galanti several times about the, the person and the man, and he always comes back to me and he says, Chris, I need to see documentation. Their world's always based on documentation. Show me a court ruling where this has worked. And there's a man that we're going to talk about shortly, Carl Lentz, who's actually done this in the United States. The things that he has managed to do right in the heart of London, England, where all this began at the Royal Courts of Justice, is nothing but um, heartwarming. And, and every man and woman on this planet needs to see it, because once we start to all see and recognize this, the police are going to turn around, I realize this, because our institutions have been corrupted. And yes, the very highest levels of law enforcement have been corrupted. There's different peoples at different levels because the system just didn't happen last night. It's been going on pervasively for a very long time and you and I were born into it. We were born into believing the birth certificate, the social insurance, we've got to pay taxes, be a good citizen, we need a driver's license. All these things were put to us, right? And so that's why the, the central bankers got kicked out of the United States. They, and, and because they called the first bank, it was called the first national bank, right? Well, they said, we got to do, a, again, the play on words. So we'll create another bank. We'll call it the Federal Reserve. Now we're going to trick everybody because everyone thinks that the Federal Reserve is part of the government. It's part of there to protect them. All you have to look up, and we won't get into this, but why John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Everything always comes down to money. If you're someone who really loves knowledge and want to crave it, look up the gentleman, Dr. John Coleman, The Committee of 300, his book. It's one of many research papers that I've looked at, but ultimately look up online Executive Order 11110, four ones and a zero, out of the United States. In 1963, Kennedy put the creation, again, like we're Rocco's trying to do now, put the put it back in the box, the creation of money back in the, the hands of the United States Treasury for the people. And he created $4 billion notes. He was assassinated three weeks later. And that's why. That's why he was killed. All you have to look at is look at who was on the, the, the head of the commission, the Warren Commission, a central banker. What is a central banker doing on the head of the most important murder investigation in, in the history of this world at that time of one of its most incredible men that was truly going to do something? And Kennedy was trying to tell the people what was going on. But what the bankers learned, as I said when we talked about from the early 1800s, if they did not control the media, if they did not control the newspapers, then they had a problem because their antics would be reported on. So in the early 1900s, they bought up all the main, mainstream newspapers. People don't know this. They own them all today. They own all the editors they got in their back pocket, pretty much. They're controlled. They also bought up all the television station networks. My background was in the music and entertainment industry for about 15 years. I thought I knew my industry 
industry upside and down. Back then there were about 80 independent country uh, companies. Today there's only six and they control everything. And those six are all part of this global cabal that Karen Hudas talks about, that Paul Hillary And they even about. got into controlling the educational curriculum. Yes, and, it's and, all and part of it. And warping the entire population from the youngest age. That's right. The education system is a joke in, in every country that we go to because it's not truly uh, educating our, our, our young children at what is all true in this world. It all comes down to truth. They're not taught about money. They're not taught, taught about love or respect for one another. They're not talk about property and trespass, the most important things for a man to understand in law because it's that simple. It's that simple. So we've seen the reaction now. We've seen the and, reaction now. And now it's time to get to the solution. And now we're going to go to the solution. We've talked a lot about this, Hugh, and I realize I do sometimes I, I go off in various different areas, but ultimately it's the same message that I'm trying to bring forward. I, I have to explain to the listeners that are out there that are hearing and seeing this for the first time, this information. Imagine that you have been locked away for the last 15 years and you've been doing enormous research and you have this this vault of all this information and you've come across this incredible trespass, this incredible wrong and harm against your fellow man and there's enormous amount of other actions that are occurring all around it. How do you take all that information and condense it into a very simple presentation for people? And that's hopefully what I'm doing and we're going to achieve here today is that we're educating our fellow man that this is what's happened to you at birth, okay? And you have to understand there is a difference between a person and a man in law, as we've discussed. Those are the, the mo it's the most important truth because once you understand that, all of a sudden the people are gonna, they're gonna rise up and we're gonna take back the Bank of Canada, we're gonna restore the Bank of Canada, our courts are going to be restored, how our government is actually interacting with the people is going to change, everything changes. This is the foundational truth that has compromised so much and is allowing those that created this system to run for the exits now. And that's what you're seeing that's going on in the world today. As Paul Hellyer talked about, uh, he said, you know, the, the central banks around the world, one country after another will fall. That's what you're seeing that's going on in Syria right now. That's what happened in Libya. People don't realize that one of the very first things that they did in Libya to support these freedom fighters was they put in, installed a central bank into that country. It was almost laughable because the uh, the uh, insurgency was still happening, and then there was a news release that the rebels have created a new central bank, as if that was the top priority. Right. While they're fighting on the streets That's for right. the control of Tripoli. That's right. And people don't understand that when you say to them, "Who was the country that had it was like two hundred billion dollars in in in." in like in the, on the plus side in their bank account, so to speak. And all every single man and woman got a free education. Every man and woman got uh, free health care. Every man and woman was guaranteed a roof over their head, running water and plumbing. And you say, well, what country is this and this happened? That was in Libya. That's what Muammar Gaddafi did, and people don't realize this. And if you couldn't get the proper education in their country, he would send you abroad and pay for it. This man has d did incredible things. Now, he was no angel, mind you, but you have to understand why, again, the central banks went into that country and why that affects you and I as a man living in this country, Canada, is we, for the first time to my knowledge, since the Second World War, we were involved in a conflict in which we were dropping bombs and killing people in another country who never did any wrong or harm to us. So that's why when you get into the solution here, we go to this next slide, the truth will correct the consciousness of man. 
And that says it all right there. I love truth because truth doesn't give a rat's ass, part of my language, what you or I think. The truth is the truth. And it will always find its way one way or another to come to the come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And that's this truth that, as far as I'm concerned, time has come today in this world. We need to bring this truth forward as quickly as possible so that we can all get behind this and understand the solution. So when we come back to this hierarchy of creation of God, people need to really, really hammer this home. They really need to understand who do you wish to be in this world, in the capacity. You can be a person, you can you can access that person for your benefit whenever you want to, but you're not bound by that documentation. There's no documentation that says you are now property of the government of Canada or the municipality of whatever city you live in or whatever province you live in, okay? We supposedly created all these institutions and they are taking through our ignorance this person, and that's what it boils down to is ignorance on man's behalf. We've gotten really lazy, we've got really complacent because they created, you've got to take your hat off to them. These people are brilliant. They created a system in which they have managed to compromise the consciousness of man through media, through television, through movies. They control it all. So they are giving you every single night when you're turning on, the reason it's called television programming is because you're being programmed. You're being programmed to see the world how they wish you to see it. You're not being told the truth. And we've seen this in Libya. We've seen it with 9-11. We've seen it with multiple events that have happened over the years. And this is now expediting on a colossal level. And what is going on in Greece right now is truly horrific. And that all of that is going to come home on the shores of Canada, the United States. That's this big financial crash that they're all planning right now. There's something like $280 trillion in derivatives. Derivatives. There's not $280 trillion that exists in the world that these banks, handful of banks, have been buying and selling on the stock exchange as a Ponzi scheme, and it's all about to come collapsing down. And when they do that, from my research and many other people, they're gonna. This is why you're hearing about this new world order that they want to put forward. They want to put forward a cashless society. They want a one-world currency. It's all about control, right? They want to strip every country from its sovereignty, from the rights that it has. And we happen to live in a country where many people have died and fought for these freedoms that we so-called think that we have, but we don't have them. And we're doing a very disingenuous thing. But once we realize this truth that's been brought forth, if we do not get up and act, and that doesn't mean protesting in the street. You've got to get in the face of your local MPs, these people. You've got to go and talk with the police. The consciousness of man has got to be brought up to a, a foundational basic level. And once we reach that level, believe me, I have no doubt with all my heart that the people in law enforcement, they're going to take this down. And this will happen all around the world. And this is what needs to happen now because these central bankers are in the end game now. They're coming after the world. I know. So let's let's continue with the solution here because I want to know yep. what to tell the judge. Well, you don't want to tell the, tell, talk to any judge in any capacity in their courtrooms. That's the key thing. Don't open your mouth. You put everything in writing, but that's another topic. Ultimately, common law is man v. man. You need to understand that. Okay, That's what the true common law is. That is the, the customs of the people that long came before us. 100 and 200 years ago, people didn't have legalese. They didn't need to know how to be a lawyer, how to move a claim against another man in court. See, a claim trumps a complaint, right? For example, if, if you're complaining about me that my car is painted a funny color and you don't like it for a particular reason, you've got me in court and you're making a complaint, well, I bring my claim forward and my claim says that's my property. So who are you to say you can complain all you want, right? Am I doing, is my property causing any wrong or harm to you? No then there's no case. And this is what happens when you get into traffic violations and a lot of the criminal codes. Is there an injured party here? Who's the man or woman who I've wronged or harmed? And there isn't any. When you go into these courts, it'll say Regina, 
or it'll just say the little R. They, they, they switch it up all throughout the provinces. They're constantly changing it. Who is this? Who is the moving party that's moving this case, court, against you? This is what you always want to know. Who is the man or woman moving against me? So if it's a criminal case, again, providing you've done no wrong or harm to another man or property, okay? If they're coming after you for something else, say, for example, you got caught with uh, 10 pounds of marijuana or whatever, right? And they're charging you with trafficking. Well, their society defines it as marijuana. Hopefully you've learned by now that their society, what they define it as, does not apply to you as a man. That is your property, okay? Has my property caused wrong or harm to anyone else in this world? No. Then give me my property back. You have no right to touch it. And it is that simple. That's how quickly this stuff is undressed in these courts today. So on the screen you see we have property, trespass, wrong, harm, and restoration. These are the five words that my fellow man, I wish with all my heart, you will learn the simplicity of them and how powerful they are for you when you use them in a common law court because that's what it always comes down to. Property that is exclusive to you, if someone trespasses against you, if they cause you a wrong, uh, harm is physical, and then you want the restoration of your property. And it's that simple. So when we go to the, the next slide here, this truth will create a hard reset for the consciousness of man. That's a given. Then we're going to talk about the Government of Canada operations. Everything will change from the government from the top down because those public servants will now realize who they are within the hierarchy. That they are the public servants. Not in an arrogant sort of way that we the people are making all these demands on you, but they, they will realize where their boundaries lies and they will not be trespassing over man. We're, we're seeing from Health Canada to so many acts that are be, like the BC51. That is an enormous trespass against every man and woman and their rights to privacy. Right? Mm -hmm. And I realize that we have this terrorist stuff that's going on in this world today. And yes, that has to be addressed. It's a and it's a separate, you know, entity all in and of itself that we could discuss. However, just because a few things are happening around the world, this and that, doesn't mean that we have to relinquish our rights fully. And, and that's why the knowledge is important, because we are not getting the full story. So when you deal with the public courthouses now, what will happen is once we have this hard reset, when you show up in front of a court clerk, and this is where the, this is where the barrier for all these people that are in this movement, this truth, that are trying to bring it forward. So if you hear someone's being branded as a sovereignist, a freeman, stop for a second and remember, you might have heard that through the mainstream media. That's not most likely who that man or woman is. But what happened is, is that when you first become aware of this knowledge, you become angry. It's natural because you realize how you are being taken and what is being carried out against your fellow man right across not only this country but around the world by these entities and all the governments are doing it to us. That's why this is a solution because it's the hard reset. So when we go to these public courthouses now, what I've done in the past when I try and file a claim in my paperwork, the first thing that the court clerk does is she says, well you need to put our form 14A in Ontario, courts of civil rules and procedure, whatever form number it is over top of your document because that's the cover page that allows it to work through their system. However, if you read that document, it's all in legalese. It's giving the impression to the party that when you go and serve them that you've made a claim against that you're bringing them into a legal proceeding and you're not. That's where you keep them at bay and this is the problem that we have that the court clerks, God bless them, they're not trained in this. They're trained by the Crown. If you go to any of the, uh, the court websites or, or the, the Ontario provincial websites where they show all the court forms that you can download, you know, for whatever capacity you're using, well, they've got it all there for the Crown Courts, which is the bar, but they have nothing there for man. Now, you and I are the, are the ones that pay for these public courthouses. The bar doesn't pay a dime into them, and yet they've moved into them, they've set up house, and they're fooling everybody that this is law that's actually being carried out in these courthouses on behalf of our fellow man. And it's not. It's law which their society created, 
which applies to their own rules and regulations and persons. Right? Mm -hmm. it's, that, it's that simple. So our public courthouses, once we get the hard reset on the public courthouses, that is a huge thing because then you're going to start to see man take control again of the situation. How do we get the hard reset? How do we get the hard reset? The truth. You have to understand who you are, the person or the man, and stand on that ground that you're the man. Stand on that square and don't move from that square. If someone's trying to impose an act or a code or rules or regulation on you, if, if you and I went to court, for example, we've never met each other before, and I'm taking you to court in their system, I've got a complaint, and I've got all these codes, rules, and regulations, don't you think that one of the first questions you would ask me, again, as we said, from who you are is, who wrote that? Who wrote that documentation? Because obviously, whoever wrote that documentation has presumed that you're property. See how it comes back that word property? That's the only way it can apply. And you have a right to face your accuser. Bring forth the man or woman that wrote that. I don't care if there's 50 of them in the legislative buildings. Bring me one man or woman forward and they have to viva voce, they have to press the record. Press the record means in common law, the man has to speak it in open court. It can't just be a piece of paper that comes through from a third party, from a, from a fictional entity like a lawyer. It's man be man. There's no lawyer nonsense in that court. And that's why it's powerful. And that's why it puts the hands back in the power of man. Because what happens is, is now all these public servants that we have, right up to the Prime Minister, who is the ultimate public servant for Canada, they cannot hide behind their codes and policies. Man can file a simple claim of trespass against that man for what he's doing, and that's how you hold him accountable in a court. And it will be held in front of a grand jury. That's how it works. No man in a robe has the right from a private society to pass any judgment over you as a man. No one does that wears a robe in their society. The only man that will pass judgment on you is the creator himself or a jury of your peers, your fellow man. Because they understand the difference between right and wrong. So any legal proceeding that is not uh, judged by a jury of peers is not common law? It's not valid, it's not... Well, you can, have a, you can still have a jury for a legal proceeding. Mm -hmm. You don't want a legal proceeding. What you want is a common law proceeding. That, that's the law that's not written. That you know that you don't have to be told what's the difference between right and wrong. And that's why the courts don't like it. The bar won't like it because what it does is it streamlines all these documents that they have, all these forms that you have to fill out, all these motions and processes and stuff that you go with, all disappears. The court system now comes becomes very efficient because you're walking in like Judge Judy. Do you see appeals or motions that are going on there? No. But it's we need to, like, because when people get involved with the court system, they need to know how to relate, how to act, how to assert their uh, human sovereignty within that system, right? Yeah. So we people people what people need is they need they need some they need to have a procedure that they can follow to do what you're talking about here the reset. And this procedure that we're talking about this format is actually coming out here now. We're actually showing this now. We're we're at the gates right now of the courthouses. Uh, I personally have written to three attorney generals in Ontario here and none of them will answer the simple question, right? Produce the law that says where a man or a woman cannot access a public courthouse and make a claim against another man or woman in order to seek the restoration of their property. Show me the law that says that in order for a man to seek justice he has to go through a society to which he does not belong. The legal society. The law society. 
There's no law that says that. This is a common law country. You have a right to make a claim against anyone that trespasses against you. So the public courthouse has changed, and obviously when we get to the next thing, the judges, the police, everyone from the RCMP, everyone will understand who they are in their capacity when they're operating as that agent. Remember, you're acting as an OPP officer or you're acting as a police officer. That's a fiction. And that fiction has duties and rights, but it does not, pardon me, it has duties and obligations. It does not have rights. They do not have, a fiction cannot have a right. Only man comes into this world with rights. And once we establish this, the police will realize that the people are here to help. There's a lot of great people out here that have the capacity to, to move a claim against fraud that's going on that does not draw on the police resources. So that's why it's how we'll change the police or whatever. The Crown Courts, well the Crown Courts, which is really the bar as we've talked about, you will see what's going on right now in all these public courthouses. They will diminish off into a very small corner and the, the Crown, the bar, will only be used, which they should be used for, is for legal contracts between corporations. That's what the legal society should be. Are you going to have for. judges? Yes, you can have magistrates there, but the magistrate, it can be your choice. Remember, when you're making a claim, you're bringing your law of man. It's your law that you're bringing. It's your case. It's your suit that you try on. Mm -hmm. And you're going to open up your suit in that court case, that public venue, and you're going to present it to your fellow man that this was the wrong and the harm that happened against me, and this is the remedy in which I'm seeking. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Now, why you have a magistrate and a court clerk there is you require someone to bear witness also that's within the system. Mm -hmm. But that judge or whatever cannot, in common law, their, their legalese, all their codes and acts and statutes and procedures and whatever, their case law, none of that comes into the court. None of it. So the Crown Courts will change, they'll be restored back to the public courthouses, just like the Bank of Canada. The Law Society, as I said, will be put in back in its box where, box where it belongs. It will no longer be causing this enormous harm and wrong against men. Think of all the people that you know that have gone and used lawyers and they've been destroyed financially. <coughs> you hear about mm -hmm. it every single day. Mm -hmm. Cases go on for years and there's no result because their system is geared to allow appeal after appeal, etc., etc. It's there as a money-making <coughs> machine. A lot of people don't realize, I'll just tell you this, that if you go into a court, the, the magistrate, the judge, has the capacity when the case is done, and one case I was involved in, that I'm still involved in, uh, where they can award their lawyer up to four times their fee. The judge can make that decision right on the, on the stand. And he awarded in one of my cases, the, the judges for doing a great job, they completely sold their clients out, one and a half times their fee. So it's a, and he congratulated them all doing a wonderful job, right? Meanwhile, because their system was under attack. So the law society, we would go into its own little back in its cubicle, so to speak. The central banks, I'll do the flip of what uh, Mr. Mr. Paul Hellier talked about. He said that the banks are basically, country's going to fall one by one. Well, what's going to happen is the central banks are going to disappear. Canada needs to be a light unto the world, just like Iceland. Canada was the original light unto the world with its first public bank. Every country in the world needs to establish a public bank that is there issuing and creating money on and behalf of the people. Mm -hmm. That's what has to occur. Mm -hmm. And then the Bank of Canada, our Bank of Canada gets restored once uh, the, the masses understand this and then all of a sudden we've got interest-free money coming back into the system and then that chart that you saw earlier is going to disappear. We're going to have next to no debt and you are going to see a resilience in this world like never before. Mm -hmm. And that is what is required because this will shine a very bright light on, on, on the solution but it will also, it's going to open up a lot of other very serious things which I think your shows have talked about in the past that a lot of people are talking about, be it chemtrails, be it our food, be it our water supply that's being poisoned, all these things are being happened, uh, are, are happening and, and this is foundational to it because you go to the very heart of the problem, the money. 
he who controls the money makes the rules, right? That's what the Rothschild said back 600 years ago. They said, I do not care who makes the rules. He who controls the money makes the rules. And that's what's been happening ever since. They got control of the creation of money, and they've held on to it ever since. They got real control of it in Europe. They tried to come over to the United States. They fought it. That's the, sh the quick history glib. They couldn't get through it. So they finally had to do it through deceit and create the Federal Reserve. And now the Bank of Canada is in the same position the Federal Reserve has been in since 1974. And the only way that this ship's going to turn around is if people understand who they're in their relationship and how money is created. Mm -hmm. So, like I say, once they learn the, the property, trespass, wrong, harm, and restoration, uh, common law, which is the unwritten law, this is the true, the true solution for our world because it's going to expose so much. And that's why I cannot stress enough, every man and woman out there that's listening to this, go and acquire this documentation, learn who you are, so that when you enter these courts, you understand what is actually going on. The next clip here is uh, on YouTube. Look up a man by the name of Carl Lentz. Uh, a gentleman, God bless him, by the name of Craig Lynch. Um, Carl has an incredible story, long story short. He had his child uh, taken from him from uh, when it was first born in 2001. Uh, because he wouldn't sign some papers and then he spent years fighting through the course to try and get his child back because his child had down syndrome and because he wouldn't sign the the papers in order to allow them to provide medicare for him he said no I, we my family's got this we can take care of this child because he wouldn't do those forms they took the child from him so he fought for many years to get his child back he was eating out of dumpsters he was but what happened was after paying lawyers hundred you know over a hundred thousand dollars in fees and destroying himself financially he started learning all the law books himself so he started going into these courts and through the process that he went through and his experiences Carl Lentz came through this knowledge of what common law is it was a judge I believe one time in chambers said to him in front of his mother and his sister and he said to Carl he says when you learn how to be a man Carl he says you'll get this right and as Carl told me he says I was livid he says here's this judge I'm holding down a couple of jobs I'm taking care of my family and everything and this judge is telling me when I learn how to be a man like where does this guy get off but what this judge was doing is he was giving him a hint he, he was actually giving him the, the truth yeah. to show him what is going on here and uh, there's some incredible uh, clips uh, the UK column on YouTube if you look up find out the, the, the clip where Carl showed up in London England the night before in the Royal Courts of Justice and he put in a claim a two sentence claim this is what you're going to learn from Carl is that his stuff is very very powerful it deals around property and trespass it's not a gimmick it's the truth to who we are in law and once you understand this the courts are terrified of it you know, Carl was stopped from coming into Canada the last time because he's kicking the crap out of the, the law society in, in their courts. He's protecting people from the CRA, from drug charges, because it's property. And providing they haven't wronged or harmed another man or woman in property, these courts have no jurisdiction. So, as I say, know the truth, and the truth was eventually going to set us all free. And I will leave us, I guess, with this final comment. Uh, it's a very, very great quote. It says, Life will give you whatever experiences is most helpful for the evolution of your consciousness. And then you would ask, but how do you know this is the experience you need? Because this is the experience you're having at the moment. And I think that's a very beautiful way of putting that this is where we are right now as, as, as man, as a race of man, because more than just, you know, your mind's freedom is on the line here. We are literally talking about the existence of generations that move forward. If you understand how we've already been compromised consciously, how do you think if this ship is not right, it's going to be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, if this world is still around and they don't, you know, create these third world wars. And that's what, that's what they're trying to do right now, because what the internet's done is it's brought a vehicle forward for the world to actually 
access truth, knowledge that's been hidden. And the powers that be are incredibly worried now because millions of people around the world are waking up to these said truths that I've talked about and what is actually really going on. And when that happens, they need to have something for a deflection. And that's why you'll see these terrorist attacks. That's why you're seeing this. They've been pushing hard to try and create this third world war in Syria. And if they can't get that, well, they've got a whole bag of tricks. They're going to basically implode the financial economy. And this is why I need to explain to every man and woman out there that when that happens, and it is going to happen very soon, and I'm not a, a chicken little, the sky is falling. The, the, uh, everything is, we've seen the, the stock market in the last couple of days, some very horrific things have happened that have never happened in the history of it before because it's teetering. And when this thing collapses, what they're going to need is if you learn history, there's always been a war that has to come after. This is what they need to do. But it's not a war about Bashir and Syria. I didn't mean to talk about this, but I want to say this. It's not a war about what he's done to his people. It's the same lie that was perpetuated about Muammar Gaddafi, who did not bomb his people. They wanted, it's about the colonization of the British Empire taking over the world. And this is what you're looking at here. You're looking at very big old cabals of money that are basically taking control now of all these countries and they're using their institutions in which they created, the UN, the IMF, all of these are all fronts for the banks. The Rothschilds created and, and, and Rockefeller created the UN. And when you start to realize this stuff, take a look at the logo of the UN next time you look at it. A lot of people don't look at it correctly. It's a target like a sight of a rifle and it's pointed at the world okay and we can go off into bloodlines you can go off into the masons and all these other things and they're and they are true there's a lot of stuff but what happens what i don't do in in, in discussing this with people is that people go on those white rabbits you know they'll say well geez the vatican's getting all this money how does the vatican don't worry about that worry about what you can control because a lot of people think what can I do? I'm only one man. I'm only one woman. What can I do in this world? This is what you can do. Know who you are and go through this world and act like a man. And inform your other man of this is what's going on. This trespass that's occurring against us by these public servants that have said to us that they're protecting us. You hear it all the time. We're doing this to protect you. We're doing this to protect you. But they're not. And it's apparent now how the financial system is in the world today. You talk to the police, they, have, they say, the world's crazy. The world's gone crazy and people do not know what is going on. And as their system is done right from day one, it is a brilliant plan. It's order out of chaos, right? They, they, they keep us all separate from one another. This is why they love this division that's happening between the police and the people. The people are getting fed up seeing the police doing all these horrific things to them. And the police are like, you know, they're, they're an association themselves. They're a brotherhood, you know. They, they care. They got one another's back. They protect one another. Well, I'll tell you what. I've talked to a lot of these police. I know a lot of these police officers. They're good men and women. And I've said it before in the presentation. And I'm telling you this. When they understand this truth that's going on, they're going to bring this forward through their executive. And if their executive doesn't move, they will move because this is affecting them. It's affecting all of us. They're not separate from it. They're being used horrifically as a pawn in all of this. And that's why this truth is so important because when we all understand the separation between a man and a person, the courts change, the financial system changes, and our governments all get put back in check. They're going to they're gonna purport, well, there's going to be this financial calamity and if all this stuff comes forward, we're going to have all this massive chaos. That's what we have right now in the world. We have a lawless world. It's truly a lawless world. We're seeing massive for fraud going on, unaccountable for. We're seeing massive murders going on in the world that are not being addressed. We're seeing horrific trespasses left, right, and center. And it's not being addressed because their system is not designed to address it. The common law is the only way. And that's why I hope that every man and woman looking at this, you will go and get your statement of birth. 
You will start educating your fellow man, but you've got to start speaking to one another. This is what has to happen. I don't care if you're standing in a line. I do it all the time at Canadian Tire if I'm in Walmart or something. I'll just start talking to people in line. Have you seen this clip? You need to go and look at this because you can't hit people with a lot of information. If you do this with them, their system shuts down. And that's the biggest challenge of all this, is that how do you take all this knowledge of all this wrong and harm that's going on to, against us, and how do you put this forward into a very simple you know, presentation that your fellow man can easily grasp and also see the solution? And I hope that's what I've brought forward here today, because and all the other people out there in the world, and there's, there's thousands of them that are doing this, that are bringing truths in, in various different capacities, whether it's our, our water, our food, our air, etc., our military. They're bringing these forward, but no one is bringing forward the solution. And it all comes back to know who you are. As they say, know who you are, and the truth will set you free. Fantastic. So... Uh, this is great, Christopher. It's been uh, really uh, informative. And I, what I'm going to recommend, because what I want to do, I want to look at this video again. I might have to look at it a few times because it sounds simple, but we have to, to me, we have to internalize it. Yes. We have to embody it. Yes. Right? We got to wake up. We have to, and we have to be strong. We have to stand our yes. ground. And we have to realize that we're human beings and we're interacting with other human beings. That's right. And all these roles that people are acting in, like you said, the acting judge, we have to realize that those roles are separate from us as human beings. That's right. So thanks for doing this today. Do you want to give out any contact information for yourself if people want to get maybe in touch uh, with Just you? keep a, an eye on this YouTube channel. There will be more information that will be coming out. But I cannot stress enough, please uh, go and look at Carl Lentz his stuff on YouTube. Uh, Craig Lynch has done an incredible job. He's grabbed all his snippets from his shows. He's been talking on the air, God bless him. He would talk on a Saturday night for four or five hours, sometimes eight hours. This man would have all these people calling in, whether it's traffic, criminal, whether it's uh, whatever situation they've got themselves into with the court, Carl would help work them through. And that's the, the most difficult part, is that it, this is so simple for Carl because he's grown up under this capacity his whole life. He doesn't understand how his fellow man doesn't understand the simplicity. But once the light goes on and it takes a little bit of time, you got to love yourself in all of this. You got you can't be hard on yourself. And that's why when I look at these police and I lay this information down in front of them, the natural reaction for your fellow man is they get mad. They get furious with them. And, and, and I don't because I realize I've had some time to digest this. They need a little bit of time to digest this too. But the most important thing is that we have to keep this on the front burner. Okay, Christopher, thanks for doing this for today. Thanks so much. And um, look forward to the reset. So do I. And let's hope uh, we can get this done quickly for everyone. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.